Welcome to the Stolen Reality Podcast. This is where you belong. All right, everybody, welcome to the Stolen Reality Podcast. Today is Friday, which means it's time for another bit-isode where I go through a little thought, theory, story, idea, something small to end your week out with. I like to keep these between 5 and 15 minutes long, although sometimes I go a little bit over. But I try to keep them short so that you guys can have something to end your week out on a fun note. Just like I always say, if you guys want to get a hold of me for whatever reason, you can always reach out to me at lukeatstolenreality.com or go underneath the contacts page on my website at stolenreality.com. So with that being said, let's get into today's episode. On March 3rd, 1876, farmer Alan Crouch's wife was sitting on her porch on a clear day making soap in Olympia Springs, Kentucky. I sure do love making soap on such a beautiful day. What the heck was that? Suddenly, all around her, mysterious objects began falling from the sky. Now just what in tarnation is going on around here? Mrs. Crouch got up off of her porch and walked out into her front lawn. What is this stuff? Why, this... This is... This is meat! There's meat falling from the sky! She ran inside as fast as she could. Alan! Get out here! God's sending the sky meat! What you talking about, woman? Y'all ain't sending no gosh darn meat from the sky. You been out in that sun making soap for too long. Why don't you come on in here and lie down? I'll fetch you some of that summer tea you made up yesterday. I'm serious, Alan. There's meat raining down from the sky. It's manna from heaven. Oh, you gotta believe me. Just come look for yourself. Alan went outside with his wife. What in the name of? There is meat falling from the sky. It's a sign from the Lord. We gotta tell the town folk. The Crouches rushed to town to tell everyone what they had seen. God's blessed our farm. He sent his manna from heaven. The townspeople looked at the couple like... Well, exactly how you'd look at a couple of farmers who came to your town to make such outrageous claims. What are you talking about, Alan? You on that moonshine again? I thought the sheriff told you to stay dry of that poison. I'm telling the truth. The Lord has sent us a sign. He sent down meat from the gates of heaven. Meat? You telling me meat fell out of the sky on your farm? Now I know you've been hitting that bottle. You don't believe me? Come out and see for yourself. It's a miracle, I tell you. The next day, several people went out to see if these crazy couple's claims had any truth to them. Well, I'll be. You weren't lying. There's meat everywhere out here. God really has sent you a sign. We told you as much. It's going to be a good harvest season this year. Yes, sir. The townspeople were in awe. But what kind of meat is it? How do we know they didn't just cut up one of them calves and spread chunks all over the lawn? Yeah, how do we know they ain't trying to just get one over on us? Well, someone's got to taste it. Yeah, someone's got to eat it. That's the only way to know for sure what it is. Well, I sure as heck ain't eating it. Me neither. Yeah, me either. (laughs) I'll eat it. Please, we always knew we could count on you. 
Well, I do like myself some mystery meat. Jim Bob, come taste this meat with me. Cletus and Jim Bob took some of the pieces they found lying in the grass and stuck them in their mouths. Well, what is it? Easy. That's venison. No, it ain't. That's definitely mutton. Jim Bob, you don't know game animal from farm stock. That's obviously venison. Ah, hush up, Cletus. You just don't know your flavors because that wife of yours don't never do no good cooking. You better watch what you're saying about mutton. All right, all right. Calm down, gentlemen. So it's either venison or mutton. Thank you for your contribution. Word quickly spread of the bizarre event that had taken place on the Crouch's farm, and before long, it was being reported in major publications of the time, including Scientific America and the New York Times. The meat, which looked like beef, fell all around her. The sky was perfectly clear at the time, and she said it fell like large snowflakes. Mr. Garrison Gill, whose veracity is known to be unquestionable, visited the day after the alleged flesh falls and noted the presence of meat sticking out of the fences and scattered across the ground. At least one of the hunks measured four inches by four inches, but most were about two inches squared. They were apparently fresh when they fell, but having been left out all night, they were then spoiled and dry. No one knew what caused this strange occurrence on that clear March day, but luckily, someone had been smart enough to preserve some of the samples to try to figure it out. One of those samples, preserved in formaldehyde, was sent to Leopold Brandeis. His findings were published in Scientific America three months later. At last, we have a proper explanation for this much-talked-about phenomenon. It has been comparatively easy to identify the substance and fix its status. The Kentucky Wonder is no more or less than Gnostic. Leopold didn't believe the meat to be meat at all, but instead a type of cyanobacteria known as Gnostic, or, by its more common name, star jelly. Star jelly got its name because when it's dry, it's almost undetectable. But once it rains, it swells up into a gelatinous mass, causing the uneducated to believe it fell from the heavens. There was one problem with Leopold's theory, though. It hadn't rained that day. Luckily, Leopold had the good sense to get a second opinion. He had sent a few samples of the mystery meat to the Newark Scientific Association, where Dr. A. Mead Edwards concluded that it was likely a lung tissue of a horse, or a human infant. These claims were backed up by another histologist who told the American Journal of Microscopy and Popular Science that they consisted of some kind of animal cartilage and lung tissue. Eventually, seven samples were examined by several scientists, who confirmed two to be the lung tissue, three to be muscular tissues, and two were said to be made of cartilage. But that still didn't explain where they came from. Were these chunks of meat really manna from heaven like the Crouches believed? Or was there a more down-to-earth explanation? Well, this is where Dr. L.D. Kastenbein comes in. Dr. Kastenbein had gotten a sample of the meat for himself and had tried a unique approach to figuring out the origin of God's meat rain. He lit it on fire. When he did, he noted that it smelled distinctly of rancid mutton. He wrote his findings in the 1876 edition of the Louisville Medical News. The only plausible theory of this anomalous shower appears to me to be that suggested by the old Ohio farmer, the disengorgement of some vultures that were sailing over the spot from their immense height, the particles were scattered by the prevailing wind over the ground. The variety of tissue discovered, muscular, connective, fatty, structureless, etc., 
can be explained only by this theory. Not as heavenly as some of the other options, but much more likely. There are two types of vultures that live in Kentucky, the black vulture and the turkey vulture. Both of these carnivorous birds are known to projectile vomit everything in their stomachs as a defense mechanism or to make themselves light enough for flight. Vultures also have the odd custom that when they see one of their fellow birds throw up their supper, they join the party and immediately do the same, just like a human who can't stand the sight of seeing someone regurgitate and has to follow suit. So it seems as though the Kentucky meat shower had been solved. Until you take into account the fact that only nine days later, on March 12, 1876, red corpuscles with a vegetable appearance fell all over London. So even though Dr. Kastenbein's ideas are probably the most likely, it still leaves a lot of questions. Things falling from the sky is not a new phenomenon. This case in particular is pretty unique, with having chunks of meat falling on somebody's farm. But things like fish, frogs, and even worms have fallen all over the world in large heaps throughout history. Even though these strange occurrences most commonly involve fish that are most likely picked up from water spouts and then dragged over the land, there's been many odd things that have happened throughout time. Like in October 2012, when a live shark fell on a golf course in San Juan Capistrano, California. Or like in November 2007, where on Mason Highway in Washington State, a full live cow fell from the sky and landed on a couple's minivan crushing their hood. And then we have the event in May 2012 that happened in Los Benos, California, where a seven-year-old was out playing in his yard when a live puppy fell out of the sky and bounced on his lawn. Luckily, the puppy was okay. So the family adopted the poor thing, saying, My thought is that when God drops a puppy from the sky, you keep it. So while there's probably a myriad of explanations for all these unique and individual cases, we have to ask ourselves when these things happen so regularly, is this a natural phenomenon that we just have to learn to live with? Or are the aliens up in the sky just tossing out all the genetic samples that they don't need? Or perhaps they scoop them up on accident when they're trying to harvest our water. Or maybe they just abducted one too many cows. And then, of course, we have the option that the Crouches believed. That these things are a sign from God, telling us that we're going to have a good harvest year. No matter what you believe the explanation for these crazy events is, just remember, next time you go outside, be sure to look up. Look up.